Is Andrew Luck the best quarterback prospect ever? Find out right here. There's no better way to get better at football than playing football. So if you want to... Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a... Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. Here's Jamal Lawrence, and I'm Eric Smith, your co-host of the Colts cast. Guys, hit that like button if you're on YouTube while you're here. Gets our video out to other Colts fans just like you, plus subscribe to us so you never miss an episode. Just hit that bell right there. All right, Jamal, blue chip quarterback prospects. Hard to come by, right? Mm-hmm. Hard to come by. Not for Indianapolis, really. I mean, we've we've been blessed with a lot of them. Andrew Luck, who we're about to talk about, Peyton Manning. You know, we almost got John Elway too. He just didn't want to yeah. play for us. <laughs> uh, who could blame him during those times? Yeah, Baltimore Colts. <laughs> but anyway, most recently in 2012, we got Andrew Luck, and when he arrived in Indianapolis, he did deliver on expectations. Of course, until his shocking retirement. But instead of dwelling on the past, let me pose a question to everyone. Is Andrew Luck the best quarterback prospect ever? All bias aside, let's dive into it. Jamal, what's the verdict? Let's talk to him. Oh, man, that's a that's a tough question. Um, I think that every Colts fan who we know, they're going to obviously say yes, without a doubt. Andrew Luck is. I think to the NFL world, though, and some of the old heads, man, it's hard to not it's hard to not want to look at John Elway. Uh, it really is hard. I, I think that John Elway is the uh, was was the prototypical person you wanted for some years until Mr. Andrew Luck came rolling around. But if you had to ask me, yes or no, Eric, is Andrew Luck the greatest prospect uh, quarterback prospect ever? I got to say, I think he took that crown from from Mr. John Elway. I think he did. What he about did. you? Well, that like you said, that's that's a tough question to answer. I want to answer it at the very end because okay. we, we got to go over some information on why he is or isn't. But I mean, let's just go to his measurables, his 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 strengths and weaknesses. Like, let's just start back at Stanford. I mean, the man was an A student in architectural engineering, not communications. Like, <laughs> Look, I mean, this guy's a smart guy, student athlete. I don't know. You just don't see a lot of athletes doing that, especially at Stanford. Like, come on. Size, what more could you ask for? 6'4", 235 pounds, linebacker under center, check, uh, mobility. Wasn't extremely fast on the ground, but you you can still definitely pin Andrew Luck as a pro-style quarterback. You know, he was a guy that took snaps in the center, uh, drop back, had his reads post-snap. But he he was that with benefits because he did have mobility. Uh, he was a brute force on the ground. He averaged over, I think, 200 yards rushing over his career. But um, he had the athletic ability to extend the play through the ground or air. So he was good on the move. Um, I Like the scheme he played in, I, I felt like – we were kind of talking about this with Will Levis. You know, he had that he had that experience in the pro style offense, so that he already had that edge over a lot of quarterbacks in the draft. 
Andrew Luck was basically the same way. He had experience in complex offensive systems. You know, he wasn't just working out the spread offense. He ran that West Coast offense at Stanford. Uh, he had to get familiar with play action plays, dropping back. You know, uh, that West Coast offense was a lot of short intermediate passes, a lot of snaps on their center, acquired good timing, things like that. Um, high completion percentage passes, <clears throat> which actually led to low turnovers for him. But anyway, I found out the offensive coordinator position was called the Andrew Luck director, director of offense uh, by an anonymous donor who donated a, a huge ton to get that going. But that speaks volume to how good this man was there. <clears throat> I mean, I go over his arm strength, you know, not, not Anthony Richardson type arm strength. But he he can make every throw in the NFL. I know when he was playing, you know, shoulder injury, all that. There were questions about whether his arm strength was uh you know still there. But when he came out of college, you know, his arm strength was above average. It's just really a cherry on the top if you can flick it fifty yards with ease like Richardson or somebody like that. It, it's still a check mark in my eyes. You don't need a rocket arm, but arm talent. He made every throw field vision and he completed over 70 percent of his passes at stanford in those two years um after his retro freshman year never injured of course in college was never injured <clears throat> had the pocket presence you know you either got this or you don't and yeah you know, when <laughs> when you see a defensive lineman or a linebacker rushing at you and you can still stand there and make that throw i mean that that's something that that's an intangible you just have to have that poise and then you know leadership i think that's an important one natural born leader humble work ethic strong work ethic he was committed to football we all know this he really was he, he really wanted to be the quarterback uh the quarterback he was consumed by it um I, the, there aren't really any weaknesses in his game right i mean there are things he could have like from above average could have made an excellent but when you put it all together, he's a complete package, right? Yeah, I mean, he really is a complete package. And just kind of touch on what you were talking about, especially on those college stats. When we were talking about somebody who threw for just under 95 or just, excuse me, just over 9,400 yards, 82 touchdowns, 22 interceptions, 957 rushing yards and seven rushing touchdowns. I mean, like you said, he was a complete package for what you needed um, in in that system. He could do it all for you. And, and again, when he's running the ball, this you can call it a – a plus or minus for him, but he wasn't afraid to run over anybody who wasn't right. him. And that that's one big thing, you know. And of course, I know as we talk about when you transition onto the NFL, while that's not a good idea, just because it's a different type of a beast than when you're playing, you know, maybe in college. But for what it's worth, that's someone again who you talk about, Eric, who is not afraid to sit in the pocket and take a hit. Or when the when he needs to get that first down, he's not going to come short a yard or two because he's going to slide. He's going to run you over to make sure he gets that first down. Um, so I think that play that play is huge in part where that's just a again a mindset where you have to have to know that you are that guy and you have to take it to the next level. Uh, one thing I will say about Andrew Luck that I think that's hard for him, um, and I shouldn't say hard for him, but just hard as as a whole was the pressure. I'm sure there's just a crazy amount of pressure for someone like him, especially going into Stanford, um, you know, where, again, you're going to be compared to John Elway the entire time you're there because we know what John Elway did while he was there. It, it's, it's, at NFL experience, I mean, he he was an ex-NFL quarterback. You know, of course, he um, 
help with the XFL. He you know, the NC and president of the NCAA, I believe it was. He has he's been surrounded by football his entire life. So there's a lot of pressure that goes into which also weighs heavy on his positives because he has that football mindset. You're talking about a kid who's been growing up around all this stuff. He's been taught the right thing. So it's just a very unique situation with him. I kind of feel like he was a unicorn when it came to, to that because there was pretty much no task you can put in front of him that he wasn't afraid to attack. Uh, and he gave it his all every single time. And I, I think that as a quarterback, that's just something you you obviously don't find that often. So just to be able to come out and do it on that level week in and week out it's just something that you don't you don't really see right and you touched on that touchdowns and interceptions like he didn't really have a lot of interceptions mm -hmm. i mean the man was slinging it when he needed to made the right passes all the time limited his mistakes like he had a really good touchdown interception ratio so i guess you know who who are some of the other greatest quarterback prospects you, you mentioned john elway but I, I just felt like andrew luck's leadership attitude just just were better than elway um he's a little bigger i think um and i i just think he was a little bit better than elway in general but i know you got elway up there yeah and i think the one thing that a lot of people will say about elway you know um and stuff i've read over time and things like that Elway even says it himself too, uh, that Andrew Luck was in a better system. He had better better players around him. He was basically set up for success versus Elway, who I felt like he had to grind a little bit harder. Um, you can call that some kind of shade if you want. Um, you know, obviously hindsight's always twenty twenty. I mean, it, it's easy to to I don't want to say discredit because it's not saying he's discrediting him, but you can kind of say he's a little salty about it. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so it's easy to say that. And I think that that's one of the hard things to, as a player or as a professional, accept. And whether or not that Stanford's team back then was that much worse than what Andrew Luck walked into when he was there, neither here nor there. Point is, both players produce. I mean, they're numbers side by side. We're talking about Elway's college stats. He threw 93, 49 yards versus Luck, who threw 94, 30. Elway had 77 touchdowns. Luck had 82. Elway had 39 interceptions. Luck had 22. You know what I mean? So they are almost a spitting image of each other uh, for what it's worth. So as as much as I do know that the players helped uh, around Luck's him. Luck sounded better, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's definitely higher. Yeah, less interceptions, more touchdowns. <laughs> and I didn't throw the rush there, you know, the, the 957 and the seven touchdowns because that matters too. Um, it does. It really does. It, it really does. But I think that Elway is one. Um, I know generation, I know there's been a lot of talk about Trevor Lawrence, you know, being that that guy who is up there with luck. Um, you know, I, I mean, who can, who can deny since Trevor Lawrence came out of high school, he was Law. destined to be. Yeah. Number one, I mean, he took over at Clemson and what? He lost four games while he was there. And again, I can kind of look at that from the same standpoint as what John Elway said about Luck, where the situation is the perfect situation for him. But I, when I think of it, I think that Clemson was really good, but Trevor Lawrence made Clemson great. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. he took them to the next level. Same way I feel like Stanford might have been good, but Luck made them great. You know, so I, I think that's kind of where the discrepancy comes in. So I would have to say that if I had to pick a top three, it would be between Elway, Luck, and Lawrence for me. With oh. Luck taking the top. Luck taking the top, yeah. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, I think that's one guy that, you know, we've seen. And and he, he was so hyped coming out of high school. I I would not argue with someone who said who who would say that Trevor Lawrence is a better prospect than Andrew Luck. I mean, that man 
you know, just being a Carolina Gamecock fan, I mean, he would absolutely eviscerate us every year, but he was just dominating as soon as he took over uh, for the other dude. I think it was Kelly Bryant, um, but he, he started over him and just, and just took over the man. I mean, he threw for 90 touchdowns in college with 17 interceptions overall. Jeez. Also added 18 rushing touchdowns on the ground. I think that's more than Andrew Luck. But, you know, you talk about someone who has incredible arm talent, very athletic, probably more athletic than Andrew Luck was, to be honest. Um, not as far as a size standpoint, but just being able, I don't know, he was he was more agile. Yeah, shifty, seems. yeah. Yeah, shifty. Uh, but yeah, he got through his reads with ease, man. I he I hated him. I hated playing against him. <laughs> but um, like I, that would be the one that guy that I say okay maybe is is better um, talent wise than than Luck. But another one that people are probably thinking of, Peyton Manning. Mm. Yeah, we we haven't even talked about Peyton Manning because he was an excellent QB prospect. But I think the one thing Luck has better than Manning is that athleticism. You know, don't get me wrong. Uh, Peyton ha- definitely had the better career in the end, but we're talking about just strictly prospect. You know, co- as a prospect, I think he was missing athleticism, and I think Luck has a little bit better arm than than Peyton. You know, Peyton's arm strength wasn't crazy. See, look, another example. You don't need arm strength to be successful mm-hmm. in the NFL. You don't need superior arm strength. It's it's just something that looks great like on film. But, you know, that era of football, they didn't really care about the quarterback needing to be athletic. That was what I call the pocket QB era. I mean, you, everybody who was at that elite level, they were a pocket quarterback. And I felt like that started to change around Lux time. You know, they want they want a mobile quarterback to to add another dimension to the offense. Um, but yeah, the, the only other thing I I'll kill Peyton Manning for was that wobbly throw he always threw. Just <laughs> could not throw a spiral to save his Couldn't life. Get that thing high and tight, nah. <laughs> nah, but you know, <laughs> just like Tyrese Halliburton's jumper, it don't matter how it looked going up as long as it goes down right because oh. Peyton Manning would put that ball in the right spot every time. It just looked awful going up, boy. Mm-hmm. That thing was, you know, I, I think he even said, because someone, at, I think a reporter or something asked him about it, and he was like, yeah, but I throw a lot of wobbly touchdowns. He ain't wrong about that. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> um, So I, I think Luck has the edge over Manning. T-Law and, and Luck have to be neck and neck. Yeah. If we're looking at it objectively. Of course, I'm taking Andrew Luck all the way. I'm looking at it from the lens of a Colts fan. Um, I don't really know who else would stack up to them. You know, th- those are the two or three quarterback prospects that I see. Just, you know, we're right there with them. Am I missing anyone? Uh, no. I mean, I think you're 100 percent right on that. And I just only thing I want to touch on that, Peyton. Like people, and I know people, Colts fans don't forget. But anybody who sits there and watch watches Peyton or watched Peyton growing up, um, or during his tenure, you have to just be like, I don't even know the word I want to use, but you have to just be amazed by the way he could pick apart the defense. You know, they're not even telling him plays. I mean, Bill Polian, all these guys, man, they're, they're, they're there, and they're not trying to tell him plays because they already he already has three in his head he wants to do. He's going to call it when he gets to the line. Like, that's one thing that sets him oh apart. Like you said, right, he didn't need the arm strength because guess what? If I see the defense line up in this right here and I change every single thing about the play, 
to fit exactly what the defense is showing me, I don't need to be able to launch the ball 40 yards because I know I'm going to have Marvin Harrison going for 10 right there real quick. And once he gets the ball in his hand, I'm going to let him take care of the rest. So it was just super impressive that that that's the preparation, the, the skill that he had to bring to that next level, because I think that's one thing that when you think of these players where athleticism nowadays can kind of take that away. I'm not saying that those these players don't prep as much, um, but I don't think there's been anybody ever to prep as much as someone like Peyton will for a game. Cause I could imagine if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm throwing every single stunt. I can nonstop. I'm not letting any player sit still because I know the second I let them sit still and he look, they look like they're planted. You're going to get a chance to get Peyton uh, or Peyton to, yeah, to check you down. Yeah. Because he's two plays ahead of you every single time. So he's reading the defense versus the offense reading or the defense reading him. So mm. I think that that factor is something that with athleticism will eventually you know continue to flutter out because it can kind of go to that backyard ball a little bit so to speak you know once you start scrambling around um but i i do think i i do think you know without question luck takes this uh takes this title for us today yeah i <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to look at it objectively i <laughs> i think trevor lawrence and andrew luck are neck and neck i don't yeah we would have to seriously break it down for like another hour to see which one is slightly mm -hmm. better. Um, in my opinion, uh, I know you got Andrew Luck over him, but I would have to seriously consider this. But you can't get you can't go wrong with either. You can't go wrong with any of these guys, really. Um, they were just that good. But I'm a, I'm I'm gonna take the uh, the route that they're they're tied. You know, I don't want uh. too many feathers. <laughs> hey, they tied, they tied, and then yeah, I would have Elway or Peyton next, and. That, that's really that's really about it you know but nonetheless Andrew Luck I mean he was a generational talent sad mm -hmm. to see him go the way he went out but I mean he's probably going to be one of the greatest what ifs in NFL history yeah yeah and you know I I even watched his retirement speech this morning and I was oh man I could see the pain in his eyes but he had to take care of himself man I I think we were all mad and frustrated at first, but family first, you know, health first, whatever you think is the best decision. I remember he said, you know, I made the right decision. So it, I can't argue that, right? Yeah, you can't argue that. And like I said earlier, man, I really think that a lot of this was a lot of extra put on his shoulders. I mean, even from when he's in college where you're getting you're getting the you have to be the best thing that's ever walked through Stanford. Then you get Jim Irsay, who is like saying this, this pick right here is going to put more of these on my finger. Like you just <laughs> toss your greatest, your greatest quarterback you ever drafted. You just toss him to the side, like he's a rag doll. And then you force Andrew Luck to come in and be that guy, but don't want to give him the tools and the weapons around him. And, you know, again, we can go down that entire, entire thing about how the offensive line should have done this or the, the upper management should have, provided the offense line for this right here. But then you can also sit here and say, well, even though some of those times where Andrew Luck was out there running the ball like a madman, he should have slid or he should have gone out of bounds. You know what I mean? Some of these hits weren't necessary hits to take. So you could always pick apart at yeah. everything. You know, we're not going to sit here and do that. Point of it is, is I feel like there was just so much pressure from the college standpoint to, to be the best in college. Then you get to the NFL where you have Peyton, who was just – who you know, who just ran the thing. He has his name on the hospital. He has the statue. He has this, he has everything Peyton-esque, you know, and then obviously I know the statue wasn't here during, during Luck's time, but just in general, like, you know, this is Peyton City, and then you have to come in and live up to that, and they want you to be better than him because you are the best thing since X, Y, Z. I think it's just a ton That's of pressure true. to live up to, Um, and and he did what's best for him, you know. Um, 
call it what you want to on the money thing about Colts paying him money. I'm not going down that rabbit hole with any any Colts fans today. Um, but you can probably tell by the sound of my voice how I feel about that. Neither here nor there. Um, but you know, you got to do what's best for you. Um, and if and if Jim Irsay gave that money as a pardon gift, saying I kind of screwed you over, then sure. Um, but whatever. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> going down a rabbit hole there yeah, yeah. still though andrew luck he, he's he's two he, he's he's 1.5 for me and he's number one for jamal there we go we'll take it <laughs> that's gonna be it for us everyone it's a slow news week um we will be taking a, a week off um, but thank you for listening to the Colts cast as always you guys are the best we're live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Take care. Take care.